Hey there, MuggleCast listeners. I am back to inform you of some excellent news. GoDaddy.com is having better deals than ever. For only $3.59 a month for 12 months, you can get GoDaddy.com's economy package. And with 250 gigs of bandwidth, 5 gigs of storage, and up to 500 email accounts, you can get your own website up and running with success. And as usual, enter code MUGGLE, that's M-U-G-G-L-E, when you check out. Save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy. Dot com. Today's MuggleNet podcast is brought to you by Borders. In May, thousands of Harry Potter fans descended upon New Orleans for the Phoenix Rising Conference. Borders was there to take in the sights and share a lively discussion of the series that has bewitched the world with some of Harry's most dedicated fans. Listen in and watch the action yourself. Check out the Phoenix Rising Borders book club discussion at bordersmedia.com slash Harry Potter or click on the Borders banner at the top of the MuggleNet page. This week's show is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to Audible.com slash MuggleCast today for details. Because it is our choices, Harry. This is MuggleCast, episode 117 for October 28th, 2007. It is our choices, Harry. Far more than our sexuality that determines who we truly are. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, Dumbledore is geek. Great. <laughs> well, that too. Should we say it? Should we I don't say know. it? I mean, first, first, the B word. Well, JK now, said it. Now... So, JK, if Joe says it, it's all right. Yep. Guys, Dumbledore. Dumbledore's gay. But I'm back, by the way. In other news, <laughs> Ben James back on the show. Yeah, Dumbledore was, um, being gay pales in comparison to Ben being back. No, no, just no. So there's, you a, all well, know. there's only one thing that could precede Ben coming back, and that's that's Dumbledore being gay. And so we got that out of the way. <laughs> now Ben's back. That's that, that's what I was waiting on. Actually, I was just waiting yeah. on some some major some fandom shaking news. You know, <laughs> that I decided that's what you're all about. Yeah, shaking up the fandom. That's what I anyway, do. Anyway, we're we're gonna be talking a lot about Dumbledore being gay. Um, it's a big, it's a big revelation, and uh, we'll all explain our reactions. And a lot of people are excited to hear what we have to say about it. Uh, we will we will be talking about that today. Well, okay, we're gonna be talking about one quick hmm? thing though. I think the funniest thing that's come out of this Dumbledore gay thing though is um, on Facebook today. I saw a group called Dumbledore's Army, the New Gay Straight Alliance. I thought that, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Honestly, man, that's fair. <laughs> what? No, no, never mind. That is very good, and also I've created a new website where I'm taking a stand against this issue. Dumbledore's not gay. dot com. <laughs> no, bro, you ruined it. You ruined it. Also, my voice is slowly uh, recovering. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Tanapel.
Micah Tannenbaum is in the MuggleCast News Center with the past week's top Harry Potter Dumbledore is gay news stories. All right, thanks, Andrew. At her final tour stop in Ontario, Canada on Tuesday, J.K. Rowling received questions from the press concerning her revelation that Dumbledore was gay. The plot is what it is, said Rowling. Dumbledore did have, as I say, this rather tragic infatuation. But that was a key part of the ending of the story, so there it is. Why would I put the key part of my ending of my story in book one? David Thewlis, the actor who plays Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter series, recently did an interview while promoting his new book, The Late Hector Kipling, in Toronto for the International Festival of Authors. One of the questions he answers was in response to the recent news concerning Dumbledore's character, saying he initially believed Lupin to be gay due to initial conversations with Prisoner of Azkaban director Alfonso Cuaron. The Harry Potter series picked up two prizes at the 2007 Scream Awards hosted by Spike TV. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix won in the category of Best Sequel, while actor Ray Fiennes was named Most Vile Villain for his role as Lord Voldemort. The awards were handed out on October 19th at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, California. The Wiltshire Times had a report earlier this week from the first day of on-location filming for Half-Blood Print, which is set to be released on November 21st, 2008. The scene involving Harry and Dumbledore going to visit Slughorn is the scene the crews are working on. Filming has continued throughout the week with various photos and reports emerging online. For the latest information, be sure to check out MobileNet.com. Director Guillermo del Toro recently had a chat with MTV about the Potter movies. In this new interview, he mentions that he had previously turned down Prisoner of Azkaban because the films were too bright and happy and full of light. But after seeing the previous two adaptations, he has begun to reconsider the offer. He says they seem to be getting eerie and darker. They come back to me, I'll think about it. Del Toro is known for his work on Pan's Labyrinth and the Hellboy series. The French and German translations of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows were both released on Saturday. Hundreds of fans queued for hours to get their hands on the book, with large release parties being organized in several towns and cities. Finally, according to HarryLatino.com, the DVD for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix has been released in various Latin American countries, including Chile. You can see video of the opening menu, as well as individual screenshots by logging on to MuggleNet.com. Remember, the DVD of the fifth film will be released in the UK on November 12th and in the US on December 11th. That's all the news for this October 28th, 2007 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. All right, thank you, Micah. You are welcome. You know, Micah, as our news anchor, as the man sitting in the MuggleCast news studio, my mic just shook, is that all of the news coming into the studio right now? I mean, that's that's all everyone wants to know about. That's all the media's been covering. Dumbledore is gay. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, even from all the actors, David Thewlis and Tom Felton, that's all anybody is talking about. Forget about Half-Blood Prince filming. Forget about awards and all that other crap. It's all about Dumbledore. It's hot gossip, I have to say. I know, and it, well, see, here's what happened. The, the night that, um, Andrew was there. Andrew, you, you and Laura both were there, right? When she said it. And, and Micah. Micah and Micah. Yeah, you three were there, and, um, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting at home. Actually, I'm in the car, and I look down at my phone, I have a new text message, and it's from Andrew, and he says, says, Dumbledore is gay. Joe said so. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> what? I was like, are you serious? And then, um, and then a little bit later, I was with Emerson, and he got a phone call from one of his friends at school. They're like, "Is it true? Is it true?" And then this like the night was crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Laura, Mike, and I, um, when we were sitting there, and she said it, 
let's, I mean, I, we weren't going to talk about this till later on, but I guess we have to yeah. now. We're just all so excited. <laughs> uh, when we, when we first heard it, like my mouth actually just dropped and I just started applauding. I thought it was the funniest yeah, thing she could have said ever. <laughs> Mike and Laura, what were your reactions? I cheered. I thought it was great. Like I remember everybody around me kind of gasped a little bit and then it seemed mm. like there was like this simultaneous just roar of applause and like cheering. It was really, really fantastic. Yeah. Everyone received it very well. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was shocked. I, I really didn't know how to react to that. And then like both of you said, there was just this simultaneous applause after yeah. a huge <laughs> pause in, uh, in the audience. But I was, and I was there shocked. Were a, there were a couple of guys who stood up in the audience who were clearly, um, very supportive of this. So well, I guess it's quite liberating too, such a, such yeah. a sort of, you know, iconic figure and character being homosexual and it's really good like that. That was really, I mean, a lot of people were quite happy with it as well. And I am too. Um, just sort of the, the openness that she approached it with it. She wasn't afraid to say it. She said it. She outed him. Joe actually said in an interview, um, later on, uh, actually at a press release and uh, press, uh, press thing in Canada, Excuse me. That it actually inspired someone to come out right there at Carnegie Hall. So that was nice. Um, Micah, uh, was that you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just stood up and went crazy. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we have an No, no. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about this later. Yeah, we'll spend another hour on it, I'm sure. But, uh, Eric, there was a, there were two big MuggleCast events going on in somewhere, somewhere that, None of us have been to before. Right. Except you. Yeah. And you guys should definitely come down. I was in both Sydney and <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. Come down under, guys. I'm serious. It was actually two great shows. That it's only like Melbourne a 60-year flight to get there. Yeah, it is a 60-year flight. Now, there's just about, um, I reckon, like 19 hours or so. So it's not that bad. And you guys have been to London. Well, actually, from London, from the East Coast, it's six hours. Anyway, look, uh, guys, the uh, MuggleCast Down Under was a success. Both the events were freaking amazing. Um, it was really great to see sort of our Australian fans. And guys, I know you don't, you, uh, you don't realize this, but our Australian fans are are quite competent. They were they were quite keen to talk about Harry Potter. They all had really interesting theories. It was all just really good stuff. Um, so that, that's my status report. Uh, the shows were quite successful. Thank you guys for contributing, especially Micah. <laughs> uh, everybody on this show right now did contribute, but, uh, sort of half of them were a little, little bit late, li- little, little bit late on that front. So we, we didn't actually get to show you guys, Laura and Andrew. And actually, Micah, um, Micah, we showed your, cause Micah did a segment, he did a news segment, which was fantastic. Um, we showed that at both events, but then you three guys did a Dumbledore is gay, oh my god, uh, video afterwards, which didn't make it into the show, but that's okay, cause that's what we're talking about now. Anyway, um, thank you guys for contributing footage, they really appreciated that. Um, and also the, the, um, Right now, the status is there will be video of both events, and especially the Sydney one. I wanted to talk to you, Andrew, about this, because um, the Sydney video, there's actually journalism and media students who are working on sort of editing it, and they had like this whole, yeah, they had this whole camera crew there doing the thing, and they're going to be editing it. So I expect the video to be quite exciting, and I said this at Sydney, I I think maybe we should do this as a sort of a video podcast, do you reckon? It could be possibly released on the feed? What non-linear video application are they using to edit this video? Oh, I don't know. What non-linear video application should they be using, Andrew? Final Cut Pro? Really? Okay. I'll, but I'll anyway. put in a request for Final Cut Pro. Anyway, um, so the 
only other thing is that the overall turnout of the of the people um, is actually it was quite shocking. We had great shows about sort of eighty people showed up at either show, but it was only half the people who we received RSVPs from. Tisk tisk Aussies. Tisk tisk Aussies. Now everyone who did come out, and and it's possible. I mean, Sydney there were it was during exams and stuff, so we don't you know we don't know exactly why, but people who RSVP'd and then didn't show up, and it's just created a teensy problem because we booked sort of these big big venues expecting sort of more people than RSVP'd, and we got half. So what happened is just as a general rule of thumb, we didn't sell enough T-shirts to cover costs of the show, basically. So. What we're doing is actually, guys, the Sydney and uh, the Mugglecast Down Under t-shirts are officially memorabilia. Uh, what we're doing is we're shipping them. We're posting them. We have them on sale, um, all our remaining stock of Mugglecast t-shirts. If you didn't get to make it to Mugglecast Down Under but really wanted to and you're still in Australia and for whatever reason you RSVP'd and couldn't make it, we would really appreciate it if you still support the show and you can still get a Mugglecast, cool Mugglecast uh, Down Under t-shirt. And uh, we, we post that to you. So details are on or will be on Mugglecast.com about that. But it's just um, just a little teensy problem. But if you still want to support the show, lots of people. I mean, now you'll see pictures on the Facebooks and everything. There's all sorts of albums. It's, it was a really good event. Uh, and the fan response just shows, guys, that uh, you guys should come down to Ozzyville because uh, that's where it's all going on. There were there were a lot of good stuff. Well, I guess we have to roll a few more GoDaddy ads before we do that. That's pretty expensive. Mm. Well, and understandable, but it was great fun, and I want to just thank everybody and HP Events Australia for that. That was that was really good. All right, we're going to jump straight into news discussion now. That's basically all this show is going to be about uh, because J.K. Rowling uh, revealed quite quite a good amount of information at uh, her final U.S. reading in New York City at Carnegie Hall on. Oh, what was the date? October it was 19th. October 20th. 19th? It was a Friday night? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, but first I want to get to two news items I thought were worth discussing. Uh, the first one, this happened a couple weeks ago. Order the Phoenix DVD to offer digital download right on the DVD. So basically, you'll be able to take the movie file on the DVD. I assume it'll be separate from the actual a file that you're watching in your DVD player. You're going to be able to take that and specifically format it for your Zune, like anyone has one of those, and iPod. And you're going to be able to watch, and iPhone and iPod Touch. So you'll be able to watch these on your portable media player for no extra cost, which is really cool. All you got to do is buy the DVD and then you can watch it on the go. Uh, anyone else think that's cool or that's am I just sweet. really nerdy? No, no, no. That that's really, awesome. really cool if you actually can afford an iPhone or an iPod Touch. Well, Santa's Great. coming, Laura. Santa's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, guys. What do you think? Because this is, um, I mean, portable DVD. It's like they're, they're experimenting, which is which is good. You know, I like the idea that they're experimenting with portable media and video and format and stuff. So I really don't know. I, I don't know what to think. Well, I, I think it's good. I mean, there's a piracy thing, of course. There's question of piracy but i don't i don't know how uh digitally protected it could be but we'll see when it comes out it was just an interesting story well, to didn't know. they hack the iphone like three hours after its arrival yeah, yeah but that has something to do with movie files like i mean well it can't be much more protected. that was just so you could put applications and stuff uh, on right. it like my iphone yeah. <laughs> and then another story 
On Location Half-Blood Prince filming has commenced. So basically, filming is now underway. Filming occurred in Lecoq, somewhere <laughs> somewhere in England. Oh, grow <laughs> up. Grow up. In Lecoq? Oh, you knew that was coming. No, Lecoq. Lecoq. Filming. Was Dumbledore Lecoq? present at, in Lecoq? <laughs> Dumbledore was present. Michael Gammon was actually present in Lecoq. He, um, he was there to film the scene where he is arriving with... Uh, Harry to go meet with <laughs> Slughorn. Oh no, I can't. I can't even stand his relationship with. I, I can't even look at his relationship with Harry in the same way anymore. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll get to that yeah, too. Yeah, we will actually. Uh, they, they've been filming there for a couple of days. They plan on filming from. It's a heavy, heavy filming schedule. It's like from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. every day till Saturday night. So they're going to be busy there. Of course, all the neighbors are excited because they're filming Harry Potter in their area. Uh, so that's all very exciting. And more filming reports are be are will be coming out uh, frequently now. Now that filming is seriously underway, at least on location filming, we we usually don't get many set reports. Hopefully, we're going to be invited to the set again. I can't wait to go. Nobody was listening. the The joke was that the joke was that I can't wait to go again. Oh uh, well, Forget, you I, guys are. Oh well, no, no, no. I figured that's what would happen. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I have your blessing, if I have your blessing now, then I'm there. Thank you. <laughs> Makes things a lot easier. Okay, now let's move on to uh, the events that occurred at Carnegie Hall. Um, we're going to get to the Dumbledore's gay story later. We'll save that for last because there's so much to talk about. But Laura and Micah, uh, while we're there, while we were there, I have to say, Joe was in a very. Uh, peppy mood she was in a very good mood mm-hmm. it seems yeah she really was she's very enthusiastic like yeah. when you compare the, this reading to the reading at radio city music hall I, this just easily trumped it i thought yeah she was yeah. just very enthusiastic and very into the reading for those of you who don't know she read from the part right after ron came back and where hermione essentially flipped out on him and it was just great i mean her imitation of hermione ticked off was spot on it was really really good right yeah and uh i think the thing with radio city was that she was still writing the book with this reading there was a lot less pressure yeah i think I, so too. I, I don't understand <coughs> how you can be so happy about you know at 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 your reading when you know you have two thousand books to sign in a matter of minutes um, I don't know. I thought she felt a lot more comfortable with the adult audience. She seemed really happy to be talking to an audience that was comprised more of adults than children. I mean, I could really that that's that's kind of sense that she gave off early on when you said that you know she was feeling kind of just into the whole thing a little bit more than we had seen her uh, in any other place. Right. Yeah. Well. Do you reckon that's from talking to so many schools beforehand? She was sick she was of all the kids. Ready to talk to adults? <laughs> no. Was, no, I, there, I'm, I'm asking, there were quite I'm a few kids, kids there. Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. There were. Uh, it was the majority was kids. But I, I think there's um, so many factors did, that would yeah that would play into her mood during the reading. I mean, what if, for example, when she was going to Radio City, she stubbed her toe before she went on stage? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, it, it just, oh, I just, and I'm not really, saying really that that was bad. Say, you really can't say that. <laughs> Radio, I mean, sure, she may have been happier and the one in Carnegie Hall may have been more pepped up, but it could have a lot to do. You know, she's finished the books now. A lot of the pressure's off her, like Andrew said. But I don't think it necessarily, I mean, there's so many factors that you really, anything we say is just speculation, but that's what we do. Well, yeah, I mean, don't get us wrong. We're not trying to analyze her. We're just saying she was in a good mood. (laughs) Definitely. I think a lot of it had to do with her being able to address more adult issues, too. I mean, yeah. 
kind of leading into some of the stuff she talked about, we got an answer about Aberforth and those goats. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was... Which she filtered for kids. She did filter it for yeah. kids because it was what? An eight-year-old asking <laughs> yeah. yeah. An eight-year-old girl? Which we yeah. can talk about that in a little bit, too, because I don't know how yeah. that girl came up with that question. We, we have all the questions here. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll go through them in the order that they were asked, except for uh, the Dumbledore one we'll save for last. Uh, so the first one was about Neville and if he had found love. And Joe said that he actually ended up marrying the landlady from the Leaky Cauldron, which happened to be Hannah Abbott, which sounds like a good match. And living above the Leaky Cauldron would have impressed his students at Hogwarts. So he was, uh, that's why he was living there. And then married Hannah Abbott. So good for him. That's happy. Hmm. Yeah, the um, <laughs> Harry sort of um, blows up his aunt, and that gets him a room above the Leaky Cauldron. And Neville has to marry the landlady to get a room above yeah. the Leaky Cauldron. Uh, the next question, which I thought was a very good question, it's one of those questions we were like dying. Well, I personally was dying to hear the answer to. Interestingly, though, still no answer about the veil. But anyway, um, someone asked her why she chose Molly to kill Bellatrix. And she wanted to, this, this I think was basically our thinking anyway. Uh, she wanted to show that Molly was a really talented witch, even though she spent most of her time in the kitchen. So, you know, sort yeah. of she comes out of nowhere and attacks. And then she also wanted to compare the obsession Bellatrix had with Voldemort to Molly's maternal love for her children. Uh, so that was, that was very, that was very fitting. Yeah, um, I liked it, it a lot. Nice. I thought it was good because I know even I felt like before the book came out that I wanted Neville to finish Bellatrix off. But just thinking about her answer and thinking about the way she did it in the book, I think it was perfect. Yeah. And she did address the whole Neville side of it, too. She said yeah. she knew that a lot of people figured that it was going to be Neville because of the torturing of his parents. But she decided to go with Molly instead. Right. So the next question she uh, was asked uh, referred to what would have happened if Arthur had died in the Order of the Phoenix, which was also a very good question because she revealed at the uh, one of her, I think it was her online chat session a while ago, um, after Deathly Hallows came out, uh, she revealed that Arthur was one of the characters that got the reprieve, only it was actually in book five. Uh, so Joe said that it would have changed books five, six, and seven, and that Ron's character would have lost his sense of humor, and it would have taken away Harry's refuge at the Weasley home. And she also mentioned that Ron's humor stemmed from insecurities and immaturity, and that he was the last to become an adult by facing his fears in the last book. So that was also a very good question. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, though, she doesn't say, though, does she, if, um, I know you said she didn't answer the veil thing, but if Arthur Weasley died in book five, would Sirius still have at the end? Um, no, she didn't say anything about that. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Just checking. Well, didn't she say something about, and I could be wrong, um, killing off two of his father figures in one book wouldn't have been a good idea? I don't remember remember that at all? Specifically. I don't remember that either. Okay. I'm making it up. Anyway. <laughs> I thought I heard something about that, but maybe not. All right. Well, Mike, the next uh, question really got you excited. A eight-year-old girl named Mia came up to Joe and asked about Aberforth's goat. And Joe asked her age, 
and said that just for her, she said at the very end, this answer is just for you, <laughs> which was very funny. Um, so she asked about Aberforth's goat, and Joe said that the goats were easy to keep clean and that they had curly horns. Uh, and the <laughs> audience basically exploded at that because uh, it was funny on multiple levels. Uh, I guess, you know, we won't go into it, but I think most mature listeners to our program will get what she's trying to say. Aberforth had a very special fascination with goats. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Wait, Aberforth liked goats? Yes. Yeah. He did. <laughs> they have quite the what? family. You know that? Dumbledore are canon. That, Micah that's, was that's standing up and applauding for that. That, <laughs> that question, I was, I was standing up and it was a little awkward, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I think this uh, this whole Aberforth and the goat thing is controversial. Why why isn't that getting just as much attention as as because nobody cares about Aberforth? He's a secondary character in the uh, goat. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Why I, why personally why I think that Dumbledore is getting a lot more attention. Is it going to be a give me a butterbeer? Maybe an impromptu one. <laughs> impromptu one, yeah. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> As opposed Andy's to plan, article you was, was a give me a butterbeer. It was. Yeah, you should just read that and make it your own. So uh, next question was the Dumbledore question. We'll get to that later, like I said. Uh, and then she was asked about parcel tongue. And I think the question questioner said to her, uh, you know, how could Ron learn it so quickly? And Joe answered that Ron had mastered one sound, but it wouldn't be a language someone could learn. I know, that sounds which so is another bogus, thing. though. It it really does. How, how really can Ron does. master a sound? You know what I mean. I thought that. Yeah. Like how how can he master the sound that means open? You know what I mean. How would he get up yeah. there? How would he get up there and know what open was? You know. He heard Harry say it in the second book, though, didn't he? Oh, and he was paying so much damn attention to the sound. Yeah. The sound of the sound of that because uh, yeah. he's thinking at that moment when he's trying to rescue his sister and is about to encounter yeah, but the, the giant snakeskin. Oh, I, I should remember that... this in case I ever need to come back down here. Yeah. <laughs> haven't we seen that he has like a really good... Um... A photographic memory? No, like haven't we seen that he has um, kind of a talent with voices? Like at one point he mimics... Who is it? I know, Gosh, but, but I what remember. I'm saying, I feel, I feel like he but, makes a character at one point. Like, no, but, and I mean, but, okay. I'm not saying that it's valid justification. I'm just saying that she did kind of lead up. Okay, to it. not really, because here's what here's what the argument that I'm making is that going up there to, and the word open. Think about how many words there are in the English dictionary. Okay, just thousands, millions of words. You know, if in in parcel tongue, you know, there has to be some equivalent to each word in some way, whether it's like the phrasing may be different or whatever. But how would he get up there and just know to the, to randomly hiss? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how would he know to do open? Because there's so many things. There's so many words. Like, if I didn't know if I didn't know a language, if I didn't know Spanish, and I got up and I need to say open in Spanish, I wouldn't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, Ben. Isn't, are isn't you, are you debating that Ron – sorry. Are you arguing that Ron shouldn't have known what – or shouldn't have listened to what Harry said and been able to reproduce it accurately? Or are you saying that Harry shouldn't have been able to open the chamber in book two by just saying open? Do you think he should have said instead like give me cheesy puffs or something and, you know – No, no. I'm like, saying, I'm saying Ron, was, Ron yeah. shouldn't have been able to open the chamber yeah. because oh, he didn't well, – th- yeah. th- that one sound and – I mean – I don't care if he heard Harry say it because, like, like you said, he was in the moment. He wasn't actually going to remember what that sounded oh, like. 
Right. Yeah. No, I get. I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, how much diversity? I mean, you've probably got to use dialect, and like, it's just like I. I feel that that was a weak point, and JKR just wanted to move on yeah. with it. But that that's. I think that's. Let's an move on to book seven. Yeah. Next question was uh, well another these this was a really great set of questions. What was in Dumbledore's letter to the Dursleys in book one? Uh, Joe responded by saying that Petunia had wanted to go to Hogwarts and by taking in Harry, she was taking in a part of the world that she never participated in because, uh, well, like I just said, we had found out that Petunia had wanted to go to Hogwarts, which I guess is a pretty nice explanation. I mean, uh, that, that, is, that is a good some. explanation, I think. I like it. I mean, yeah. Th- yeah. That makes um, sense to what she would say. Right. That, I mean, to what, yeah. to what, uh, that, what Harry would say. I mean, excuse me, what, what Dumbledore would have said to Petunia. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm I'm confused, guys. Just because I mean I think this is a great answer, but what are you sure that Dumbledore said that Petunia couldn't go to Hogwarts? Because I think didn't he say that she could if she wanted to, even though she was a Muggle? Because I honestly thought somewhere in the book when it was talking about that that he had said she could that he would make some kind of strange allowance because I know normally Muggles can't see Hogwarts but I, um, I think somewhere in the book didn't it say that he would make an allowance for her, even though Muggles can't normally see Hogwarts and all that stuff um I don't think that he said that I think that Lily was trying to give Petunia hope ah. like like she said yeah. something along the lines of maybe he would consider it or something along those oh. lines you know, maybe yeah. if you appealed to him, he might, but I don't think Dumbledore said that. Okay, because I, I thought he did, but then Petunia still, on for some reason, turned it down a little bit. Because, like, I was... No, because he wrote her and told her no. Like, cause she but wrote I think him, if there's, if there's then... any wizard that would let a muggle in the Hogwarts, it would be Dumbledore, though. Yeah, but oh, yeah, he, he did write a letter to Petunia, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Just because, like, how tolerant he is. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Hmm. Another question was a question that a lot of fans had ended up figuring out anyway. It was in reference to the basilisk and why did it not kill Voldemort's soul in Harry. Rowling stated that Harry was not destroyed beyond repair because Fox was around to heal him, but later conveniently absent when other horcruxes were destroyed. Uh, So that was another easy uh, question to address. Okay, so Joe replied, when when asked about Dumbledore and why Harry didn't consult Dumbledore's portrait, assuming he would have been in Hogwarts enough to, uh, she listed three options, which I think cover it. Um, one, the portrait was not available as it was at Hogwarts. Two, Dumbledore didn't want to tempt Harry with the Hallows, but wanted him to learn of them slowly due to Harry's flaws. And that three... It was too easy, and there wouldn't have been much of a plot if Harry just spoke to Dumbledore's portrait. So, exactly. What was this reaction in the, in the audience, guys? Because I wasn't there, obviously. Um, well, answer three uh, was met with a lot of applause, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah people laughed. <laughs> yeah. And this was all... Good got, point, Joe. There were so many questions after the, the Dumbledore one that it just seems so awkward that anything would have continued, you know, because sort of the rest of the world stopped ticking for, right, right. for a little bit. You know, there wasn't even a well, mysterious ticking noise. It was just sort of yeah. the world stopped ticking. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's move on as we inch closer to the big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, someone, a very intelligent question, another thing we've talked about on the show before, uh, someone wanted to try to confirm with Joe that the de- Death Eaters were based on the Nazis. And Joe answered by saying that it was a it was a conscious de- decision, and people will die, and that you shouldn't believe what your government or newspapers tell you, which was also met with applause. Oh uh, yeah. Um, 
so you know she said what 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 do you think conscious decision meant like just that she f- it, it just means that she she meant to draw that parallel oh okay and she said that she wasn't only trying to draw a parallel specifically to the nazis that she like you said she was trying to draw a parallel between governments and corruption in general yeah. right it just and so happens that you know, there's a strong correlation. Between when she said you shouldn't Nazis. believe what your government or your newspapers tell you, she said something else. I can't remember exactly what she it was, said, but she like, took a little shot at um, yeah. possibly someone who's in power right now. Yeah, I remember specifically what she said, too. She was like, like certain political regimes we all know and love, but she said it extremely sarcastically. <laughs> and I, at that point, I just cheered. I thought that was great. Yeah, I stood so up for that, me, too. Send me hate mail if you want. I don't care. Goats in politics. <laughs> Wait. M- Micah, actually, Micah actually had pom-poms, and whenever something came out that like was really excited to him, exciting to him, he would just swing them around. It was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I can see that YouTube video. Goats, goats in politics. That's that's what I cheered for. Uh, someone asked Joe, how how does it compare right, finishing... The first book compared to finishing the writing of the seventh book. And she said that it actually felt the same. It very, it felt very similar. And her husband, who was in attendance, uh, hated her for a few weeks after book seven was finished because she was unbe- unbearable to live with. I guess just being very emo, if you will. Uh, you know, cause the books. Imagine how weird that would be though. After how much time you put into it, all yeah. the things you'd done and all the money you made, you know, right. just, just to sit back and think, wow, it's done. It's done. Yeah. And let's see then. Oh, this was guys, this was the big surprise of the night. It was actually the disappointment of the night. Uh, Joe had answered 12 questions at that point, And then a voice came over the, the, the speaker system in the place. And it was a loud, booming voice. And he pretended to be God. And Joe played around with him like, oh, am I in trouble or something like that? What did Lauren <laughs> Michael, do you remember what she, she said? She said, and they say, I don't believe in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't hear about that. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Everyone was like, ooh, what's the big surprise? Like, they were like, the guy was like, we have a surprise. And this guy comes out. Nobody knows who he is. He's just some schmuck from Scholastic who was trying to entertain the crowd while uh, the book signing was occurring. But anyway, he comes out and like, big surprise. Joe's going to answer more questions for everyone. You know, which was good. We got, what, three more questions? Or four more questions. Yeah. And uh, so the first question was if Malfoy owed Harry a life debt, and Joe stated that there was no magical tie between the two, but that Malfoy had to be forever grateful to Harry for saving his life, Ooh. after all. Well, it's sort of like the thing that always happens with the bad guy, where the good guy saves the bad guy's life, and then the bad guy doesn't really owe him anything, but the bad guy always just has to admit, yeah, you did save my life, that's true. And sort of backs off the whole prejudice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the next question was, from the very top of Carnegie Hall, this girl had to book it all the way down to the bottom. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, and, you know, if this guy who was hosting was a good MC, wait, he was terrible. <laughs> Worst guy in the world. Way to go, Scholastic. You guys should have there. Well, if, if, yeah, we should have you for a quick pre-show. Yeah. It did take her like two hours to come down. So would have been good filler. But, um. The pre-show. The pre-show. Still looking for that tape, by the way. Yeah. So, so this guy emceeing is waiting for this chick to come down, and the whole time I'm thinking, why not call someone else up? 
Someone, yeah. the next person was right in the front row anyway. She could have taken two steps to the microphone, but instead we have to wait for this anyway. Whatever, it's all said and done now. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's that's what you're it, thinking about. Oh my gosh, I, when she's running, that's what I, I have to thinking. wait a whole two minutes for it to come down. Well, no, that's what was, I know. I it was seriously, kind of I was sitting there thinking, calling too, someone else up because when she got there, she's panting and heaving for breath and like trying to yeah. ask her question. <laughs> I would, and then yeah. she falls over and dies. And she was like up on a big <laughs> screen too, so you can see her like gasping for air. I've uh, I w- maybe, maybe the MC is just a jerk. Maybe, maybe, yeah, you know he, was. He, no, he was. He's just a bad MC. <laughs> okay, I was like a quick question, how, Laura. How did you, Andrew and Micah, get into this thing? That's uh, what I'm wondering. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. Uh, we'll thank right. the people who let us in at the end. All right. So the next question, the last question, uh, the last question of the night, besides the Dumbledore question, uh, referred to Snape's portrait, and Rowling answered that Harry would have insisted it be hung in the headmaster's office at Hogwarts, but that he probably would not have visited it to converse with Snape. Uh, and Joe's still surprised when she reads that fans are torn about Snape, um, who is a complicated character, and uh, stated that Snape was bitter, vindictive, and mean. And uh, everyone wants... Uh, once Joe revealed that Harry would have insisted Snape's portrait be hung in the office, I think there was a collective, aww. Do we answer these other two questions? Yeah, okay, well, Donna, um, the woman who, be- and I can't make fun of her because I haven't seen her and I wouldn't make fun of her, so she just asked what were the occupations of James, Lily, Sirius, and Lupin after they graduated Hogwarts, and actually I can make fun of Joe's uh, response because she just basically says Lupin was unemployable because he's a werewolf, which doesn't leave much hope for any, you know, sort of fanfic anything, and, you know, werewolves are just, they never get jobs, and so they're them as a class, they're just diminished, and also everybody else was a slacker, and none of them had to be unemployed, or, employed because James was rich, and they all sort of worked time, full-time for the Order, which I suppose is actually a respectable job in the after uh, fact because it was a war going on at the time, so I won't make fun, but um, I do I do think it would have been cool to see if they would be suitable for other jobs, like, like ask if any of them a had a summer job. that's a sufficient answer, though? I mean... Yeah, it's it's sufficient. Well, I mean, are you saying it might not be? Because, like, they just sort of yeah, worked in well, the Order... Wasn't there a lot of talk about Lily's job being important? Yeah, there was. Oh, oh right. Turns I was convinced that bum. she worked. I was convinced that she had like that she was either a seer or she worked in the Department of Mysteries or something crazy like that. Yeah, people. And then about we find that. out that she didn't. So. So basically, mm-hmm. James was her sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah. Well, money. Well, yeah. I ain't saying she's a gold digger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Eric. No. I ain't saying she's she a, a gold, gold digger. digger. I ain't saying or she ain't messing window broke broke. How about soldier boy and me? <laughs> oh, oh watch me crank that, watch me roll. Is it just me? You or is everybody at all of your schools doing that dance? Everyone is um, doing actually it. the only person I've seen do it is Emerson and I didn't think it's it was funny ridiculous. at all. <laughs> Everyone I know is doing that dance and I just stand there and watch them like why? I would never in my life. But anyway. I don't even know what that is. All I know are the dance moves and the hairspray. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, which. now for a complete change in subject, Dumbledore is gay. See, my voice isn't. I still, wow. still don't have my high voice back. Did you guys hear about this? Dumbledore, uh, it was revealed by J.K. Rowling at this uh, Carnegie Hall book reading. Dumbledore's gay. This girl came up and said, what about Dumbledore's love life? Where has it been? What well. girl was he hooking up with? And um, 
she revealed, well, I had always pictured Dumbledore as being gay. And that didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't sink in for me at first because it didn't feel like a definitive answer because she said, I always pictured Dumbledore as being gay. Like, is it, that's what she said, right? Yeah. Or, is that she all said she said? Always and then the I always saw video. Dumbledore as gay. Yeah. I always but saw then she said that he was in love with Grindelwald. So. Yeah. Well, when I first heard this, I thought it was going along the lines of, well, I always saw Dumbledore, and then I thought I was going to hear a with Professor so-and-so, like with Professor McGonagall or with, you know, and it was, I don't know, I was was really shocked. I did not expect to hear that. I don't know, but see, I wasn't... When I heard the news, it didn't really change much. Right. You know what I mean? It, it did, I didn't really care because, okay, for example, I got this email here from uh, someone who sent it in. It was a 45-year-old from Lake Wiley, South Carolina. I'll leave a name out of it. They said, I know I have no way of relaying this message to the author herself, but maybe you can. I know you often have opportunities to discuss certain issues with her. I'm a reasonably tolerant person with the tenet of live and let live, but with the, her announcement with Dumbledore coming out of the closet, that just ruined the whole thing for me. Yuck. That was a really what? stupid move on her what? part. <laughs> it would have been better if he had an unre- unrequited love for Minerva or Bethilda or someone we haven't met Better yet. for your I will never read the books in the same light ever again, and I have probably never been so disappointed in anyone in my whole life. That's pretty sad. I'll have to try and put this out of my mind and pretend she never said this in order for me to read the books again. If you can, please relay my comments. I am definitely sure that I'm not the only one who feels this way, and I'm sure that it is going to jump up and slap her in the face at some time. Oh, my God. Okay, you will get ignorant fans like this sending in emails, okay? Okay, but but see what I'm saying, though, is that... I, I just don't understand how pe- how anyone could actually react no. this way. Like, it's just like it's it's a, it's an issue that's it's really deep in our society, and I think it's gotten better over the over the years. Definitely. You know, gay homosexuality in America is becoming a lot more tolerated, but at the same time, you still have people who have the mentality of a of a jock in high school who thinks, "Oh my gosh, someone's gay," you know. <laughs> You know, loser. You know, that's the yeah. first thing that pops to mind. How can they ever like it? Be well, like that? You yeah. know. And I don't know. I just don't see how anyone can really criticize because they they weren't Dumbledore. They didn't grow up in the same circumstances he did. They didn't have the infatuation with Grindelwald. They didn't. They just didn't know. You know. And it just. I don't know. I just think that. It, and being one hundred fifty years old, nobody could have. You know, sort of grown up. No, but you know what I mean, though. I'm just, I'm just saying that him being gay change anything? Does it change his wisdom and all the good things that he did? No, it doesn't. So no, look, okay. The the whole thing is like, and look, my initial problem when I heard it, my initial fear was, oh, great, because the previous MuggleCast episode 116, Pig for Slaughter, we were thinking, well, you know, I I tried to raise some issues against Dumbledore. I tried to say maybe he's not so great. Maybe he's not, you know, the greatest hero of all time, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of, I kind of made a case type thing, and then all of a sudden he's gay, and that is such a big issue in, 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 in history and in, in current, you know, culture, society. I thought, oh great. So whereas I wanted to kind of point him out as, as a flawed character, now that he's gay, anything I would have been working towards is actually can actually now be sort of held. Uh, for the case against Dumbledore, uh, in, which which certain you know homophobic people might then turn against and say, oh well, you know he's weak and he's stupid and, and he's gay, so right. you know we shouldn't read the Harry Potter books. Also, 
I know several people who come from really sort of fundamentalist Christian families who that upset and who, you know, whose parents, you know, it just gave them another reason to sort of, you, you know, hate Harry. And I'm not saying Joe shouldn't have mentioned it, but I really think it was quite sensitive what, what, that she did mention it. I think maybe it should have been treated a little bit more sensitively, I think, because, because, uh, because of the uproar, because of how so. much, but, I can, but you know, how much, okay. how large the fan base is. Okay, but do you think, do you really think, do you honestly think that Joe has always seen Dumbledore as being gay? Or do you think that this was kind of one of those things that she saw and after the fact that, hey, now that I've sold all my books, now that I've done all these things, I can come out here and make a statement for something that I believe in. You know, she's obviously, I, I bet you she's, she's a supporter of gay rights. Oh, of and course. I, yeah, and I think that maybe she was coming out and saying this because she wanted to put someone who's in such a powerful, powerful position, someone who's regarded as the greatest wizard of all time, you know, and yeah. he's gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great and, thing to, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't saying. know. I don't like, think that. Like, like, I, I, I support her in what she's done. I yeah. mean, I, and Ben, I give her the thumbs up. I, I'm glad that you brought this email up because I was trying to find an email, uh, a negative response. And I, was this sent to your personal email address? Yeah. It was. Okay. Cause yeah, I was looking through the MuggleCast at staff, but I couldn't find anyone giving a negative opinion on it, which was good. Um, I, the, and someone else sent me the email saying a Christian response to homosexuality. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we yeah. all then, got that. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then there's just just line after line of uh, quoting the Bible, crap. quoting all these things, and it's just yeah, look. <clears throat> not. I mean, I'm not saying Christians are right, Christians are wrong. I'm not saying yeah. anything like that. But what I am saying is that you got to face the facts. Not everybody's a Christian. And for a Christian to say that you should have to, that everyone should have to follow what I believe and that because I say homosexuality is wrong, then it is wrong. That's just even more closed minded. Well, look, they say the, and, 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 you know, religions are that way, but look, I, I'm just, I wanted to draw the distinction. You asked, how does that affect how he taught Harry? And, and that's the real question. And, and, and the real answer is, I don't think it does. No, of course and not. And the whole, no, but there's a clinical reason behind it too. There's there there's quite a difference, and people have to understand this. There's there's quite a difference between homosexuality, be, being a gay man or whatever, and uh, and liking or corrupting little boys. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Eric, <laughs> come on, you're, you're pushing it now. <laughs> no, no, no. We that's know a this. little. Yeah. But Eric's right though when he's saying that. Like that—that's what the reaction has been by a lot of people. Like they say—they say things like, "I can never see his relationship with Harry the same." Yeah, yeah. You know, that—that—that's that, the equivalent. That's the equivalent—that's the equivalent of saying, if in the books Dumbledore had a really close relationship with Hermione, that that's a bad thing because if, if he was straight, if he was straight and had a close relationship with a younger female where he taught Hermione something a lot, that it was a bad thing, you know? Just because just because someone's gay doesn't automatically mean they're a pedophile. And just because no, no. someone's straight doesn't mean... You know yeah. what I mean? There's some, yeah. people, make, people just like, like, try to make that association, and it's just stigmatized in our society is all it is. And to be honest with you, it just it just annoys me that it is it was a big deal, you know? Because the morning that... The, the day after uh, J.K. Rowling announced this... The next morning, Emerson, I, I'm living at his house now, he gets a phone call from Fox Fox News. Geraldo <laughs> wants Emerson to be on to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm all for p- publicity for MuggleNet or whatever, but at the same time, I just the first thought that came to my mind was, why is everyone making a big deal about this? Yeah. Why does this change anything? Why is this a big deal? But I guess 
just some people out there aren't as tolerant. Yeah. Well, well I'm minded To be perfectly honest, like what really annoys me, I'm sorry to cut you off, Andrew, but it's okay. if you'll remember when we were in the city, like for the rest of the weekend after that reading, every time we got in a cab and you had the radio on, all you could hear was yeah. author J.K. Rowling says all the Dumbledore is gay. Okay, never mind that there <laughs> there are fires in California and people dying all over the world, but who cares <sighs> right. because Dumbledore is gay? And the and thing that was, really bothered me. I told a Andrew lot. this too. I had three people come up to me at work on uh, Monday oh morning. My God. And ask me, what's up with this? What's going on? Is this legitimate? Is she serious? And everyone here at school, same one thing. of the things I want to say about this though is that it's a perfectly legitimate answer to the question that was asked by this girl. People, right, people exactly. are thinking that she just stood up and made this proclamation to the audience, which yeah. she didn't do. She was asked a perfectly legitimate question and she gave a perfectly legitimate answer and she explained that answer too. So I don't really yeah. understand what the big deal is about this. And it was a very direct question, too. I mean, she wasn't trying to, like, throw... She wasn't, like... At the beginning of the day, she was like, okay, somehow I got to get into the question and answer today that Dumbledore's gay. It was a very straight, direct question. What about Dumbledore's love life? What is she going to do? Lie? Just be like, uh, it was all right. And she and even I, that's said... That's not what the fans want. The fans want this information. <laughs> There's another further clarification that she made in the news just a few days later. And she said that she thinks, like, kids will see that relationship in the, in book seven with the, the writing letter between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. That kids will see it as a friendship. Adult, adult, you know, more sensitive adults will see it as an infatuation. Yeah. And that, and that's what she said. So, so I don't know how she clarified it sort of in the event. Maybe you guys could shine no, some light well, on it, but, um. No, well, I mean, basically all she said after our reaction, the audience reaction was, oh, well, if I knew you were going to take it that, that tremendously, I would have told you sooner. So, I mean, I think she has, going back to what Ben said a little bit ago, I think she has had this in her head since the beginning. I think she said in an interview, she was like, she was getting mad at the press in uh, Canada because that's all they wanted to talk about. And I think she said, well, if I revealed it back during book one, there would have been no mystery to it. She said, I had, to, I couldn't, I couldn't reveal it any earlier. I had to wait for all the books it to is- be out. Yeah, in a way, I can kind of see how it relates to Dumbledore's story as told in Book 7 and yeah. not really as much the rest of it. Um, though, she, I mean, she calls him – on one hand, she does call him gay. Uh, like, immediately, she says, I always saw him as gay. And on the other hand, she draws close attention to his relationship with Grindelwald as having sort of a – I mean, he had a – did he – I wouldn't call it a man crush. It was an infatuation, but Dumbledore was you know, a man 16 crush. At the time. <laughs> no, no. What I'm, sa- I'm saying Dumbledore was 16 at the time, and Grindelwald was very powerfully minded, and they sort of tried to. I mean, I mean, now I'm just hearing all these jokes about sort of Grindelwald being in his jail cell and Dumbledore going to visit him, and there's all sorts of you know. But I, I just I'm tired of hearing that stuff. But it, it's really a question of did that relationship continue? And some of the questions in these show notes, you know, was Grindelwald gay too, or or what was the deal with that? And sort of uh, Grindelwald really hurt Albus's sister, and didn't he kill Kendra? So so how exactly did that go? I just think people want a little bit more clarification as well as to what actually sort of what that means because people are asking what does that mean and then everybody in the it race, mean who cares that's the thing. prejudice it, all gets into this. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's a fun fact. Yeah. And I said jokingly after this event when we were walking back to the hotel, I said, "You know what? The fandom was dying down. News was slow. I think Joe just did this to get the fandom rolling again." But I was kidding. No. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> but but I can but but it definitely all of a sudden, you know, Harry Potter, you know, the, the books end, the, the hype is starting to die down yeah. and then 
Oh my god, the old white haired dude's gay. Yeah, I mean, know? I think this has gotten more press than uh, the seventh book coming out almost. I think so too. Yeah, it, it's up there. It was the number one story on Dig uh, last week. A top story in all topics for one day. That's ridiculous. Still, I, I don't think it's publicity. I mean, she has to consider like it's not publicity. I, I just I mean. think, and is it? Yeah, it can't be publicity. It was an honest answer. Like Micah said, it was a legitimate question. I'm just really wondering if it hurt more people than it, than it, than it no, saved it in a way. Hurt. It Any, doesn't anyone hurt anybody. Hurt, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyone who anyone who hurt from that was taking it the wrong yeah. way. And needs to get No, no, I'm not talking life. about I'm not talking about the people you heard from Ben. I'm talking about the people who they, like the children for instance whose parents are now banning them from the books or some sh- I mean, I agree that that's ignorant. Well, okay, let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about that. Hold on, wait. First of all, we've seen no evidence that parents are banning uh the children from the books just because of that. I mean, there's no storyline in the actual books themselves. But where... I can see no, that, and though. And the thing is, I mean, could you? there are a lot of people I've heard from, like even here at school, I've had a couple of people come and say to me, I'm not upset that Dumbledore's gay, but I'm upset that she took that ambiguity out of the books. And for my first response is, well, you've already finished reading the book, so what does it matter to you? My second response is that even though she said he's gay, it's still open in the books. You can read that so many different ways. It could have been that simply down to the fact that Dumbledore and Grindelwald had a deep intellectual relationship. It didn't necessarily have to be sexual. If you want to read it that way, that's your prerogative. But she's the author, and she has a right to sit there and call out the facts when she's asked questions. (laughs) And it's her character. Yeah, but that makes it a fact in the book. That makes it, if she always wrote it believing he's gay, is he gay, even without it being canon in words in, in the books? That's the question of what, what becomes, you know, who's the author of a text? What, you know, who, who determines meaning? If it's not written in the book, does it still mean something? And and I mean, just like any question she'll answer that's post after the fact, can you consider it as canon? I mean, she's giving canon answers, so yes, it is canon in a way. But again, I mean, what well, what you what you said the person said they take the ambiguity out of the books, and I'm just worried that it'll work sort of against the there series. Is I mean, I'm not saying it should. Ambiguity it should had still in the books. Plenty. Well, no, I I, I agree with, with with where Eric's coming from here because I thought about the same thing. That isn't this just going to give more fire to the religious fanatics who are saying we do, you know, the, the Laura Mallory camp? Yeah. Who cares though? Yeah. Because isn't going well, to give you're a never lot more going fire to change to the minds of those people. So why does it matter? No, I, I I'm just saying I'm just saying that there are some people who would like Harry Potter and ignore the religious objections. But when something like homosexuality comes into play, even though it's not actually in the books, the fact that the author said that and that everyone's talking about it, everyone knows that Dumbledore's gay now, would definitely add to fuel the fire of the people who, who want to ban the book. And look, Ben, I mean, the, I, I mean, I just didn't want to think of Dumbledore as sexual, let alone homosexual or heterosexual. I thought of Dumbledore in the books as a, you know, I mean, he's the role model, he's the wise and old wizard, but, but he's <laughs> so much more intelligent. There are so many allegories that, that Dumbledore makes, uh, and so many things he tells Harry about the high and lonely path, about being cleverer than more men, you know, your mistakes are bigger, but it's, it's lonely. And, and if all that was just sort of talk, because he w- was, um, having some kind of difficulties in a relationship in his, in his current situation. I, I just think I always oh, no. viewed Dumbledore as non-sexual or asexual, let alone... I don't, I don't alone... think so, because... Actually, would have very... been awesome if Joe would have came out and announced Dumbledore as metrosexual. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that would have really shaken up the fandom. Well, right? well, my, my question is <laughs> that 
<laughs> the idea of Dumbledore is somebody, I mean, it's a very Kantian idea that, you know, I live my life without, you know, any sort of sexual, you know, any sort of, you know, sexual relationship with anybody, whether that relationship is purely mental or whether it's actually physical. And I don't think Dumbledore would operate that way because yeah. he continually emphasizes the importance of love. Right. Yep. So for him to, you know, no, he's not Immanuel Kant. Thank God. Regardless of, uh, of which set of genitals Dumbledore prefers. <laughs> It doesn't change the fact that he was an absolute pimp. Yeah, absolutely. And the things he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who else can blast the whole room for, full of oars? I don't care. I don't care if he likes if he likes other yeah. guys, you know? Yeah. Don't what is that? Honestly? No, not little guys. He's not a pedophile. He said, mm. he said other, other guys. guys. Not little guys. <laughs> that flit work would be and in trouble. And what it comes down to is, I'm sorry, there is nothing wrong with being gay. So just get over it. Like, that's what I have to say. Chill out. Yeah, well, please. See, like, see I, I don't have a problem putting my opinion no, out there about that. Either. I mean, you, someone, someone can argue with someone all day about that. So if yeah. you have a problem with it, well, here's, take me on. Here's one very good thing. You know what? You know what, guys? I need a whole keg of butterbeer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, this, this issue just, just, just gets me so fired up. I know. Well, here's one good thing about the Harry Potter fandom. Um, the fandom is a very <laughs> diverse accepting of, um. Gay people. Uh, Didn't you say, Laura, before the show that seventy-five percent of the fandom can't say that? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll leave that we out. Will, we will say there's a, a there is large... a gay community within well, the Harry yes. Potter fandom. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's totally true. Is that I I grew up in Kansas, you know, and Kansas has is not very tolerant of homosexuals, mm. and I didn't meet a person who was gay until. It was, it was through Harry Potter. It was through the Harry Potter fandom that I met a lot of gay people. And I'm not saying, I, of course, you know, I just preached about gay rights and how I support gay rights. So obviously I'm not saying it's a bad thing that I've met those people because they're wonderful people. There's a lot of homosexuals I've met that are absolutely great people. Same. Mm -hmm. And I'll say right now, and um, there is more than one, at the least, bisexual person uh, producing MuggleCast. And everyone's accepting of it. Everyone is very, uh, embraceful of it, we'll say. And there are even more people, I'm not trying to out anyone, there are even more people on MuggleNet who are. And it's amazing just because even the people on staff are, you know, very accepting of it and it helps them get through the it. The thing is like, no one even gives it a second thought. <laughs> That's the thing. We just don't no, care. It's true. Right, right. It is true. Harry, Harry Potter spoke to all of us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these books have been so amazing. They get people of all different types and and everything into the fandom. And that's what's that's what makes our fandom sort of I don't want to say the best, but you know, our fandom is really cool like that. And you know, Harry Potter speaks to such mass amounts of people, not just girls, not just guys, that sort of thing. You know, then it speaks to everyone. What does it speak and to if it doesn't speak to men and women? Dude, it even speaks you to get goat lovers. Sorry, yeah, you do. Um, yeah, it speaks to goat lovers. We're, goat we are very lovers. accepting of goat lovers. If there uh, are any of you who are in the closet, well, so to speak, please email see, him. See, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, if anything, if anything, 
is disgusting. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, Some like people say that homosexuals goat. are disgusting, but come on. There's, there's a dude in the series who loves the goat. Why isn't everyone freaking out about that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, honestly. I mean, that's but, a great see, point. Not only, not, not, not only was Dumbledore gay, but his, his brother was in love with goats, you know? It, yeah. It's... What was his sister into? You gotta wonder. You know what? Well, I no, have some my people own interpretation about <laughs> what happened. Well, to what a sister, weird family! Actually, yeah. but that's people feel show. bad for the mother because your son's into goats. Your, you know, your one son's into goats and your other son's into guys. When your daughter gets killed, so you won't have any yeah. grandkids. You know. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Somebody said that. Fair that's that's horrible. That. What do you so, say? No, that's a must have felt bad for Dumbledore's mother. You know, just just because the parent, the parental thing is always sort of want grandkids. Yeah. And Dumbledore would adopt, but he that adopt. he would have to find a mate, and he's he so intelligent adopt. that he, can adopt. he doesn't. They, I didn't think That's Dumbledore true. was compatible with anyone because of how intelligent he was. Actually, yeah. I heard men can get pregnant in the wizarding world. That could happen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, or they could turn men themselves into poly. Too. Or they could use polyjuice. <laughs> poly- Whoa, Andrew, that's I'd take that part out. <laughs> like, you, you would know. Oh God. Okay, well let's let's keep advancing this discussion here. Um I mean it it raises the question was Grindelwald gay, but But see, I mean the way that Joe put it, like I don't know if I don't know whether to infer that he was because I mean Yeah, I don't think look at he the was. look at the letters. We we see letters between them and if if it's true, I mean if Joe said that it's unrecorded, then it for sure I don't think that Grindelwald would necessarily have to be gay. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, I mean, because I, mean, I, I guess I guess Grindelwald could, I guess Grindelwald could have been gay, but just not like Dumbledore. But I have a feeling that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were tight when they were teenagers. You know, they were really close then, yeah. and D- Dumbledore just fell in love. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, and uh, this begs the question. Now, what's interesting is a while ago, I want to say a year and a half ago year to year and a half ago, James suggested that we have a discussion on, uh, what, what were the two characters, Lupin and... Sirius. Sirius. Yeah. Possibly being in a relationship. And we told him, we told him no because it's sort of, it wasn't the right time to, to do that. And it just wasn't really appropriate for, you know, the listeners. Um, but now we have to ask, what other characters are gay? I mean, um, yeah, it's- Obviously, it's something she's been thinking about, so it's possible that, I mean, there is someone else. I think it's very, 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 very possible that uh, there are more than one that we know of. Uh, we just don't know that. Guys, guys, I th- I think, you know, I really hate to put this out there because I have friends who really like this character and stuff, but I think Dollish might be gay. <laughs> Dollish? What evidence yeah. leads you to that? I, I don't know, just his name. Just, just, just the way people say his name too. It is kind of dollish. Yeah, I get what you're sounds kind of gay. Sounds kind of gay to me. I don't know. We don't have to sit around and speculate it because we've no, been no. Talking it's about all this ambiguous. Enough, but... Like, should we, should we ask Jay? Should we ask Joe? If yes, that's, absolutely. Um, someone should so. be asking her. I, but, but there's no get more. Who know. else has had a love life that we don't really know about? Like Remus like... Lupin. No, that was no, the question. Not... Well, yeah, with news, with news, Remus, and does that really mean because? You guys take a look at the David Thewlis uh, news. Mike, yeah, he did you thought... put this in your news this week? What's that? Yeah. yeah. But he still could he be. Thought... He still could yeah. be just because, if, if in fact, 
I reckon that Remus Lupin's character in the whole book series, there's a, there's actually a lot between behind the Remus serious shippers. I reckon yeah. that that was I thought that was the most canon relationship uh, in Slash. To be honest, I mean I I actually thought that was was true. And and if you actually want to read sort of between the lines in book seven, I think a lot of I mean how else would you explain in a way Remus's insecurities? I think a lot of what happened was that he wasn't sure. In book six, if he wanted to get with Tonks, because he was still feeling, maybe he was feeling bad about Sirius. Like, like there's honestly certain he... certain ways Remus behaved allowed me to think that he might be homosexual or have had sort of more than friendly feelings for Sirius in the past. Now, just because he married Tonks and got her pregnant doesn't mean he wasn't gay. And and ad- additionally, maybe he got it. Maybe he married her because he got her pregnant. I mean, is no, that I... is that sort of or oh, how did that work out? Possible, but. Yeah. At the same time, you have to consider that his only reason for not wanting to marry her in the first place isn't just that he might have been gay. I mean, there's marriage is a huge commitment, and he was thinking about her in terms of him being a werewolf and the idea of it's, them having children. It's, so it's, it's not just and, it's not just the right. consideration he might have been gay. There was a whole lot more to consider there. I mean, I'm not right. ruling it out. But I'm just saying that no. that's not it. But even when Tonks said, "Well, look at Bill. She, you know, Floor still loves him, even though he is werewolf crabs." Re- Remus went silent. He was like, "Yeah, well, you know, sort of beating around the bush." That, like that's just what I felt like it. I mean, I thought if Joe was going to out somebody, it would be Remus. No, I to be honest, I think that he, his insecurities stem from the fact that he was shunned by society for his entire life. I don't think it has anything yeah. to do with. And, and yeah, I mean, we we all had talked about possibly doing a show on that, but I mean, I just see the relationship between Lupin and Sirius as being friends. I mean, they were close friends. You can't overanalyze every group of, of yeah. characters that are close no, friends in right. the series. And, and do you realize, do you realize the majority of people who were shipping Lupin and Sirius, I hate to say it, but I heard a lot of just older women. <laughs> it's yeah, true. No, it's yeah. true. It's, it's, true. it's, it's true. There's a lot of true. older older women, women in their in their forties, who were just saying, "Yeah, these two are gay together," and that's just. I mean, it's whatever. They're they're really close friends. Could they have possibly had sexual relations in the past? Yeah, but does that change the fact that? You know, Lupin's a werewolf. Like, does it affect it, it, the plot? Does it affect the storyline? And is, even, even is sexuality more. really even a part of the series yeah. to begin with? You know, yeah, they don't. They don't have to be. They're both good role models to Harry. In the third book, they're my two favorite characters. And you're right. I mean, in, and when, when you guys agree, when you guys agree that Dumbledore is still a good role model, yes, 100%, absolutely. Like, despite the fact, just because someone, I just it just baffles me that just because someone. Just because of the, like I said before, just because the set of genitals that you like, that means that it changes who you are as a person, you know. There aren't more important qualities like treating people yeah. right, like being tolerant of others, you know, well, accepting true. people for who they yeah. are, uh-huh. you know. Th- those things don't matter, but the fact that you like other guys, you know. And I mean, the thing deal. is, what I find more important than any, uh, whenever I consider Dumbledore's love life, what bothers me is that he loved Grindelwald as a person, and Grindelwald turned out to be just quite evil yes it's not that he had a penis it's that he was evil like it's not that has nothing to do with it i just what people if people are going to question dumbledore's relationship or his love of grindelwald they should be questioning why he loved somebody who was clearly very flawed not why that person happened to be of the same gender 
Right. Yeah. It's a security. It's like an insecurity issue with Dumbledore, I think. Yeah, I think so too. But I yeah. Just, yeah. it just takes me off. Yeah, I know. Well, let's get to some uh, fan feedback now because we've been getting quite a few emails about this. Luckily, all the ones I found are positive, although I was trying to find a negative one so we could debate it. But, of course, that one Ben uh, brought up was just perfect. Uh, first one comes from Callista, 15 of Temple City, California. At first, the news slash rumors about Dumbledore's sexual orientation seemed like a joke. I don't know what rumors she's talking about. Um, it was kind of unbelievable, seeing as that that would sound like a joke someone would crack or say just to see what kind of reaction they would get. I have nothing against homosexuality. I don't believe in it, but I totally respect it. After some thought, I started to feel as though what Joe said about Dumbledore being gay doesn't really matter. To some, maybe, but it doesn't change what kind of person Dumbledore was, what he did, and what he was known for. Even though what he believed in is against my beliefs. I still respect and consider him a great person, and so should everyone else. Good point, Calista. Thank you. See, that was yes. very nice. It's, it's always nice to hear the fans saying, not just us. And even from somebody who clearly has views that are different. You know, I mean, she flat out said that it is against her beliefs, but she's not going to hold him to that standard. Because of what Because a of great his sexuality. She, exactly. Yeah, yeah so... So good. Credit to her. Uh, next one, Sarah, 19, from East Lansing, Mis- Michigan. She writes, Hey, guys, I just have to send this muggle mail after JKR's revelation during the open book tour about Dumbledore being gay. Uh, as a side note, it's funny, Joe called it the open book tour. <laughs> so, like, Dumbledore's <laughs> being out there. He's opening the, the, Whoa, incredibly yeah. open book tour. Hey, um, Eric, Eric, what's the name of the the guy uh, Gandalf in Lord of the Wings? Ian, what? Ian, Ian McKellen. No, no, Sir Sir Ian McKellen is Ian, actually. Yeah, he's and, and let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah, he's Sir gay. Ian I'm saying, but wouldn't it be funny? Old. Wouldn't it be funny if he would have been casted as Dumbledore? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he would have done. He would have done then, lots <laughs> of fun with it. Ian McKellen, I I've had or I've heard Sir Ian McKellen described as a princess to, by some people, and it he was just recently in trouble, I think, in Singapore because he asked where, like, on live TV, where the nearest gay bar was, and it's it's illegal. <laughs> to be gay in Singapore, it actually is. So, yeah. So so he's very tolerant of it, and he's very open about it, and I love Sir Ian McKellen, to be honest, and he's a really good actor and very Shakespearean, and I, I think, yes, it would have been funny if he were he cast as Dumbledore, and, the, and I... But, I mean, obviously the Gandalf sort of confusion, and, you know, he's already got that series, so... And Da Vinci, so he probably wouldn't be up for it. Yeah. Anyway, um... Sarah goes on to write, I love that she made the most powerful wizard of all time a homosexual. It breaks a stereotype and makes a powerful statement in that respect. I also do not believe that she made it up on the spot, and I do believe it was important information to give fans. Her characters have so much background that we haven't seen. She has detailed their lives far more than we expect. And if a fan asks a question, like in this case, she should be able to give an honest answer. The books are out. There's nothing more to hide. I figure that you might get a lot of crap emails from fans who do not support this revelation saying that it hurts their image of the books or of JKR. I felt the need to show some love and support to our beloved author. Bottom line, Dumbledore will always kick, excuse my French, ass. See, what she is it with Dumbledores and donkeys? What is it, honestly? Because with well, Aberforth the goats, goats, they're sort of an Dumb- off-branch uh, of the Jesus. animals. 
Okay. Uh, one, one more email f- from Melissa13 of New York. She writes, earlier today, J.K. Rowling announced that, the, yeah, we know. However, I personally think that she should have kept this little secret about Dumbledore to herself. I personally think that she only made this statement to be controversial. I believe she only said this because she wanted to see how people would challenge the books. And already the Harry Potter series have been blamed for going against Christianity. I've always believed that Harry Potter was not going against the Christian religion in any way. Like the Pope said, one must look at the morals of something and the morals of the Harry Potter books are bravery and respect. However, I think Rowling is pushing her luck with the world by announcing that Dumbledore is gay. What do you think? Keep up the show. Good work. Can I respond to I this? Sound, well, hold on. Wait. Just one second. There's a P.S. I sound really mean and snobby, but I still love J.K. Rowling. I just love her a little tiny less. Well, just so you know, though, um, J.K. Rowling does not have to pay any of that money back. Just because she announced the Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> she basically had nothing to lose by doing this. She really didn't have much to lose. I mean, I when you have, when you have a billion dollars, meaning it isn't like she's going to be, uh, risking her if livelihood I had by announcing that. a million that. dollars, I'd tell you Dumbledore was gay. <laughs> oh, so gay with Grindelwald. If I had a million dollars. No, um, okay. guys, it's not a publicity stunt though. And that's where I disagree because I really don't think it was a publicity. So, like, like this this email says pushing her luck, sort of thing. Like, I actually think it was a true, honest answer, as this person does say. I think it was a true, honest answer. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that it was sort of said, and I thought maybe there should have been some care beforehand or something. But I thought, you know, in general principle, what Micah said, it was an honest question. Get an honest answer. Yeah, and I I agree because, like I said, you know, about the whole money thing and everything is that. She had she, like, the, whole, the whole reason it'd be a publicity stunt would be if she was, you know, hurting for money or she had some reason that she needed to spark more interest in Harry Potter all of a sudden. And what Joe isn't, she isn't narcissistic, you know what I mean? She's not, she's not like that. She isn't thinking, oh my gosh, Harry Potter's about to die now. Now I need to do something to shake everyone up. That, that wasn't what it was about. It was, it was just how, it was just, he, Dumbledore liked another guy, guys. Get <gasps> oh, no. over it. The okay? world is coming to an end. And, Give and, me a butter. Look, here. you could take it further, Ben, and you could say, "Well, look, look, listen, okay." Dumbledore at the time was sixteen, and and Joe has said that to emotionally sensitive readers, it was an infatuation. Now, now there are there are sort of books that I mean, I think that 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 aspect of the book might speak to teenagers, and a lot of people have. I mean, we've gotten emails that said, you know, I'm really liberated because J.K.R. said that it encouraged. You said it, it encouraged some guy to come out at the show. And, you know, things like that, like, th- those are the good aspects of this. And I think that that sort of relates to teenagers, your teenagers in general. I'm not saying Dumbledore wasn't gay the rest of his life. I'm saying that certain, like, ambiguities and certain choices that you make in, in your teenage, these are all things that affect teenagers. Crushes, you know, just in general, affect teenagers. And I think it's really interesting that she puts Dumbledore, someone who we respect, into that kind of situation yeah. and show that Dumbledore was a teenager who faced the same problems that lots of us do. Well, yeah. yeah. The one thing I wanted to bring up about this was that, and Ben mentioned this before, when people are constantly referring to it going against Christianity and you know, I, I, I'm. I think I missed the point where Christianity is the only religion in this country. And you know, being somebody who's Jewish, I, and when I constantly see these comparisons being made, I just don't understand why 
they think that you know there's sort of this hierarchy where they're at the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. speaking as somebody who doesn't practice organized religion, I feel the same way. And last time I checked, Harry Potter wasn't written to go for Christianity in the first place. Not saying right. that she's writing it against it, but it's no, not, not. It's it's not a book based on Christianity. So it's I don't see about, why these yeah. people. Act well, like here, it should be. Harry here's Potter what I hate the. Way. Here's what yeah. I hate the most, and it's going a little off topic. Um, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, their their big thing is, oh, well, it's it's against it in the Bible. Homosexuality is against it in the Bible. You can't okay. be in bed with another man. Oh man, here okay, we go. Well, there's there's a few things uh, that Andy brought up in his article, and you know, I've, I've also seen before. Um, anyone consulting a medium is to be stoned to death. Okay, that's that's kind of weird. Uh, it is forbidden to cut your hair or to wear clothing made out of more than one fabric. Everyone should be killed. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to quote Leviticus, go right ahead, but then walk outside and prepare to be stoned. <laughs> It is, so, so. it is, however, perfectly acceptable to sell your children into slavery should you choose to do so. And another one I saw on a TV show was that um, it's forbidden to eat fish. You can't eat fish. You can't so, eat so many fish. outrageous things. Like there was something that I read about um, if, a, if a man dies, his wife becomes property of his brother. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. too bad. We're not, we're not denouncing the Bible right now. Let's say that. Well, what we're saying <laughs> is that it, it was but, a, it's a te- it is definitely a text of its time, and yeah. this is not. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Biblical, by that, you're calling it outdated. Not, yes, <laughs> in a sense, I am See, because okay. this, it sort of is. The, yeah, okay. these are not biblical times. You can't sit here and pick and choose things out of the Bible that you want to apply right. to issues agree. that you disagree with. You either so, agree with it yeah. all or you don't. And someone who does, prepare to be stoned. Yeah, this isn't a cafeteria. You can't pick and choose. I don't mind want. being stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out! Don't don't put that. In. I don't mind being stoned. No, um, so, so no. I mean, honestly, and Micah's right. Christianity is not the only religion. You cannot succeed on Broadway if you don't have any Jews. What? None of you get what? the Spamalot reference. Everybody, Eric, do, every do you, single do you want to win the most cut out of the show award this week? <laughs> Why? What? Have, what else have I said? Honestly, uh, penis. Uh, no. Hey, Laura stuff. said penis. Okay. Yeah, honestly. I said penis. She said. Okay, but penis. then Eric said something. I don't know, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's BS, you know, and we could, if this, we were considering making this an explicit, well, I was considering making it an explicit episode because, you know, there's so, there's just so much more I personally want to say about it because it, it just really ticks me off when some people are saying some stuff, you know, about them or just homosexuality in general. It's very, we should very start frustrating. a whole separate podcast. People are ignorant. If somebody could eloquently talk to you about why it's wrong, then we'd have them on the, you know, then we'd talk about it. But, you know, I was just thinking, I almost want to say, uh, we invite someone who's completely against it to come on the show and have a little debate. However, that could get a little. No, nasty. that would definitely get very nasty very fast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Back to Melissa's email. I uh, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense how you could see J.K. Rowling any less. If it's a fact, it's a fact. It's her character. She wrote she wrote them the way uh, she wanted them to be written. Uh, if you think you have a better idea, go out and write your own book series. However, I don't think it's going to be as popular. So, okay. Well, now now is a good time to thank the people who did get uh, Laura, Mike, and I in. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank Lucas. 
who's uh who was on the live show uh our 12 hour live podcast a few weeks ago and uh i think i was sort of bugging him for a podcast or for a ticket he got me in i took his sister's ticket uh so thanks to him a lot <laughs> shout out to lucas thanks to his sister and, as well. uh lauren micah i want to thank laura karate i believe i think i think that's how i say your last name laura but um, she was really, really generous about, she emailed me like literally right after she got the ticket and offered it to me. And we spent some time on the phone talking about how excited we were. And then we met up with her and we hung out with her for a few hours too. She came by our hotel and we all went out to dinner together and she was really, we really We bought nice. her pizza. Yes. You give us a ticket, we buy you pizza. <laughs> God, I want pizza. And she was really great. So thank you again, Laura. Like, Unless your I, name is Lucas. <laughs> yeah. It was um, really great to get in. And I'd like to thank... Mariah Wilson Barone. She was actually came all the way from New Mexico to be there, and uh, I just uh, lucked out because apparently she was with two other people who had a child, and uh, they didn't know if the child was going to be able to sit on the parents' lap, which ended up happening, and that freed up my ticket. So, thank you so to I- Mariah. We called Micah like 15 minutes before the yeah. event actually started. I was like, Micah, run down here. And he ran. When he came, he was out of breath. He was like, dude, should have done that to me. <laughs> but, Micah, you're in shape. You work out. Come on, man. You go to yeah. the gym. I made it there. Yeah, you, you did make it there just on time. Just on time. Um. So, yeah. Okay, now let's talk about when we actually got to meet Joe. Let's see. Who went up first? Laura went up first? No, Micah did. I oh, did. Micah, Micah did. was before me. I did. Micah, how'd it go? It was good. It was good. It was uh, it was a quick hello, and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there was a connection there. I'm not saying anything, but <laughs> well, you're not saying anything. Yeah, That's very. There was a connection. You know, we uh, we have that little site update thing going on. Right, right, right. No, but it it was cool. It was definitely cool, and uh, said hello. She said hello, and not as exciting as the two of you. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least Andrew. Andrew's was the coolest, but. The thing that's really disappointing about <laughs> it you. is, you know, you think, you know, you're, Eric, you're sitting here saying, you met JKR, you met JKR, and it's like, I stood in front of her for 10 seconds and we exchanged about five <laughs> words. And, uh, I had a muggle nut shirt, and as they took my book from me and started to hand it to her, I slid it on the table and she looked up at me while she was signing someone else's book. So I felt kind of bad for them. And I was like, hi, I'm Laura from MuggleNet, and we just wanted you to have this shirt on behalf of our staff. And I just kind of babbled something about how we love her or whatever. And she was like, oh, cool. Thank you so much. And she, like, looked, you know, right up at me, and she smiled really big. And then she signed my book. And then the Scholastic people shoved me away. And mm-hmm. they gave me another signed copy on accident, and then they took it away from me when they realized what they did. So I was very <laughs> disappointed. Oh god! So then I'm going up. A few rows later, I'm going up, and I got my my man Lucas behind me, and I'm like, Lucas, I can't do this, man. I can't say anything to her. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna screw it up. And um, he's like, No, do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. So I got inspired to do it. it just say that I'm from Mongolia. That's all I was really whining about. And I'm about to go up, and this kid a few spots ahead of me gives her a high five, and I'm thinking, Now that would be a cool story. I could say I said hello. I could say I gave her a handshake. Or I can say I gave Joe a high five. You should have <laughs> gave her a high ten. I you really wanted to go <laughs> Double, for it all. Yeah, damn, why did I do that? Damn Dude, it. yeah, yeah. You, you screwed it up. I feel don't, even, don't even finish the story. Now. You're right. Well, well, now I, I have to finish the story. She had one hand always signing stuff anyway. So 
I was like, Joe, can I, I go up to her? I said, I'm Andrew from MuggleNet. She gave me like a silent, like, ah, uh, like I'll illustrate it for, I'll make a sound for podcasting purposes. And I'm saying, Joe, can I have a high five? And she keeps staring at me while she's finishing signing, you know, this book, book number like 1800. And then finally she comes up and it's like, it's like slow motion. It's like, <laughs> and like she did it slow. Cause you know, she's, she's high fiving the Andrew Sims. Like it's a big moment for her. So she's coming up for the big high five. <laughs> boom. We make contact. And I was like, yeah, Joe, you rock. And then I went off and was happy. <sighs> so that was that. Um, overall great event. <laughs> We're all very happy we yeah. went. And wow, I guess we're all now. And I'm winded out, fearing for the life of my copy of the book <laughs> here in <laughs> school. Uh, Laura, okay, what's your dorm so, number um, again? <laughs> what? What's your dorm number? <laughs> uh, uh, no. How good? How good's <laughs> campus security, Laura? <laughs> okay, now now it's time for just a quick two huh? emails of the week. My my voice is dead, so I can't do it to the full potential. Uh, two of them. Uh, as, as everyone knows, uh, we didn't have a show last weekend because our voices were gone. We were all sick and sort of busy in New York City. Uh, so this first email comes from Josh14 of Florida. He writes, Monday, he quotes what I said on the MuggleCast.com blog. Monday, 7 p.m., Laura calls and tells me her voice is gone. That's what I put on the blog. He says, Laura calls you and tells you her voice is gone. Sounds like a load of crap to me, but you are entitled to say what you like. Explain to me how exactly she calls and tells you her voice is gone when her voice is well gone. Sorry, didn't need to come off rude or anything. Don't cry, Josh. That is, wait, that is what, funny though. Wait, what? Because, cause I used to work in an off, I used to work in an office and I, I did a lot of tech stuff and I'd have people email me and tell me their email wasn't working. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, same, yeah. same deal. We, I used to work for my school district and lots of people would come in, but, um, they had to do like a guest account and stuff and that's how they did it, but yeah. Wait, so. What is this Monday, 7 p.m.? Wait. That's what I wrote on the MuggleCast blog. I had like a schedule. Of events, oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. Okay, so I'm listen, just... Josh. I mean, if if you lose your voice, you can still have a rat. You still have a raspy voice. Yeah. You don't completely lose it. We didn't mean literally like her voice jumped out of her throat. No, and like, Andrew and I are both sitting there and our voices are cracking like we're 13-year-old boys. Yeah. Like that's what we sounded like. It was really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... sorry, Josh. Sorry. Uh, it's, Sorry, it's not dude. like Ursula came up and got Laura to sing and then, you know, took her voice, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, you know what, Josh? You caught us. You caught us. We d- we just, we didn't want to, we just, we just wanted to annoy you. We knew you would catch us. We were thinking, I want to annoy Josh from Florida. I'm going to lose my voice just for him. Oh, good. Okay, so uh, next huh, email of the week comes from Miranda19 of South Dakota. Now that we know that Dumbledore is gay, how do you think this will affect the last two movies? In the book, he's never portrayed as being flamboyant, but I'm afraid now the movie people, specific I know, will try to portray his character as a stereotypical gay person. <laughs> now, I'm not just against gays at all, but I'm afraid that they will ruin the character of Dumbledore by trying to bring in characteristics about him that aren't in the books just because of this revelation. What do you guys think? Have you guys seen Dumbledore Stardust? not flamboyant? Are you kidding me? No, Dumbledore is... That man is like the definition of flamboyant. <laughs> yeah. Just, just not necessarily um, t- tied to gay. Well, you know, we, we do have a I lot of respect, uh, respect for our listeners, but listen, the Warner Brothers isn't going to change the movies just because of this fact. I mean... Even if they did, you wouldn't be able to tell because Michael Gamma can't act, so... 
<laughs> right. I think that just about does it for today's show. This was another very long show, but I guess it makes up for us not being around last week because we did lose our voices. <laughs> I really did. Which is really strange. Well, Mike uh, and I, all three of us, I guess we all caught the same thing, whatever weird thing it was. Were you yeah, guys kissing again, um, snogging in the back mm, room? There was a little mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Hey, have you guys all seen the caption contest, by the way? Yes, we have. Yeah, awesome, Eric, awesome. Uh, we did the entire really caption contest. Yeah. Go to MuggleNet.com for more details. Sweet. Um, I think that does wrap up the show for today. We need to give you some contact information, though, just in case you have some rebuttals or any other problems with us. Or maybe you love us so much you just want to give us some love. Laura, what is the P.O. Box if people want to reach us that way? That's P.O. Box 3151, coming Georgia, 30028. Um, Laura, you told us the other day you actually, uh, your mom reported that a glass pickle came in the mail. It did, and I can't remember the name of the girl who sent it. I will get that though and report to you next week. But yes, she okay, did awesome. send a glass pickle. So thank you. Can I have it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. There are also other numerous ways to contact us. Of course, you can call us via the MuggleCast hotline. If you're in the United States, you can dial one two one eight twenty magic. That's one two one eight two zero six two four four two. If you're in the United Kingdom, you can also dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven. And if you're in Australia, you can dial zero two eight double zero three five double six eight. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast. Just go to Skype.com to download the program for free and give us a call that way. Just remember no matter which way you call us to keep your message under 60 seconds and try to eliminate as much background noise as possible. Maybe we'll try to get to some voicemails next week about the whole Dumbledore being gay topic. I'm sure lots of you have some responses, whether they're negative to ours or good to ours. Um, Just keep in mind, no matter... how many times, how many calls we get with people saying, no, you guys are wrong. Dumbledore being gay is wrong. Uh, you're always going to get shut down by us no matter what you say. Uh, there's also a handy feedback form on MuggleCast.com where you can contact us with uh, your questions, rebuttals, comments, etc. And do not forget our community outlets. We have the MuggleCast MySpace, the Facebook, YouTube group, Fra- Frapper group, LastFM group, and uh, fan listing and fan listings. The fan listing does exist, but uh, some new forums are coming soon. Of course, all of this information is over at MuggleCast.com. Hey, don't forget MuggleCast ringtones. <sighs> okay. Oh, wow. That is it. Guys, I need a drink. If you're in Australia, thank you for coming out to MuggleCast Down Under. It was freaking awesome. And if you have any questions, stuff about shirts, that kind of thing, and if you want to tell us how much you love the event, MuggleCastOz at gmail.com. MuggleCastOz. We apologize for taking two weeks off, uh, but we won't do that again. Sometimes we just get really busy, especially with school going on now, but... um. Uh, we are going to work the kinks out, and we'll get some live shows going on soon. I have the mixer set up, but there's still a couple of kinks I need to work out. I need to buy a couple of little small things. Laura, I'll be seeing you tomorrow. Yes, we're getting together for the release of Leopard. Yes. Leopard. yes. Leopard's the new OS X operating system for Macintosh. And oh, where are we I going, it was Andrew? A show when I read we're the going email. to Baltimore. <laughs> Every day is like in Hope Bendor. Jeez. I've seen Hairspray four times now. What's the title of uh, MogoCast this week going to be? What's it? Dumbledore's Gang. (laughs) No, that can't be the title. (laughs) Dumbledore takes it. Oh, Laura, we're still alive. People, or or Andrew's quote, uh, guys have holes too. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That was Andrew's quote. He said that. Uh, We cut off. What, you broke up? Oh, guys have holes too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Should I cut that or should that stay? Yeah, you, uh, I thought it was keep hilarious. It, keep it, keep it, keep it. This show is going to offend so many people anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll put a disclaimer in the beginning of the show. Uh, we thank you all for listening. We hope nobody was too offended when uh, we getting off topic a little bit. We'll see everyone next week for episode 118 for MuggleCast. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Tannabelle. Bye-bye! Bye! That's really all the news is about. Like. All it's going to be is Micah going, Dumbledore is gay. <laughs> and that's, Back to yeah. you. <laughs>